Hello, and welcome to the All Things Narrative podcast, where we explore the relationships between the stories we love and the stories we live. I'm your host, Derek Hatch, and let's get started. All right, welcome back. It's August. It is a new month. And of course, at the top of the month, we have a special guest joining us, which I am going to introduce to you in just a moment. In the meantime, I want to say I hope all of you are doing well out there. Thank you so much for checking out the All Things Narrative podcast. And I hope you've been having fun, you know, over these last months as we've just been getting the podcast going. And if you've been really enjoying this, I'd love for you to read, uh, to leave a review. Um, just let us know your thoughts. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out and say hi. Um, and of course, subscribe so that way you never miss a new episode because we got episodes, some exciting episodes coming out this month that I wouldn't want you to miss. Also, if you want to learn more about what we do at All Things Narrative besides this podcast, if you want to learn more about our coaching that we do or our workshops and classes that we offer, you know, as we're heading into the fall, we're looking to get some more classes and workshops going with adults, with youth. And so feel free to go to allthingsnarrative.com, check those out, and reach out if you are interested in learning how to better tell your story, whatever that story is. And if you need an outlet and a place uh, to just kind of reflect and to dig deeper, um, to cultivate storytelling skills, um, whatever it is that has to do with story, All Things Narrative has you covered. And of course, we are talking about the stories that we live today as we talk about our guest here um, and the wonderful story that his life tells. So let's get started. All right, my guest today on the All Things Narrative podcast is Mr. Jeff Ritter. He is the founder of Jeffro's Heroes for Humanity, whose goal is to inspire through kindness. And I'm not going to tell you this whole bio because we're actually just going to listen to his story and get to know more of his heart behind what he does. All right, may you all please join me in welcoming Mr. Jeff Ritter to the podcast. Welcome. Hey, everybody. How are we doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Awesome. So I've gotten to know Jeff um, over the last few months just because... It's no secret um, on this podcast that I am a huge Spider-Man fan, and I've enjoyed getting to dress up as Spider-Man over the years, and I've always wanted to find ways to give back, you know, with that, because there is something, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, Jeff, there's something so powerful about putting a costume on and being with people, even people you've never met, Absolutely. and seeing how they respond to that. Yeah, I met Jeff um, because I was looking for an opportunity for that, and I found out that, oh my gosh, there's an organization right here in West Palm Beach uh, that does this. And so I got connected with Jeff, and he's been gracious enough to bring me along and to get to have some wonderful opportunities um, just to be able to inspire uh, through kindness, um, through being a hero. So um, very grateful for you, Jeff, and for the work that you do, and of I'm course. excited that you others... Also, Awesome Spider-Man, by the way. Like, oh, thanks. Like, he is, he's like perfect Spider-Man. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I'm excited because um, today, you know, I really want viewers to, to get to know you and get to know your story. I guess a good place to start might be, um, you know, when you look back on your life, when you look, you know, maybe your childhood or your youth or your teenage years, where did your, your passion for inspiring through kindness, through 
you know, the idea of a hero or a superhero, where did all that come from? So anytime, um, I think about that question, like there's no certain thing, but I was always raised that way. Like, um, my mom would always say, uh, the golden rule, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the main thing. And just me as a kid, I know how important it is to have a person, you know, you know, to look, look up to. Yeah. And like not being dramatic, but, uh, my dad was a great provider, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't the best dad. Like, um, he didn't like, you know, like play catch with me or play cars with me, you know? So, um, I know how it feels to want. So I guess that, um, um, comes out of me now as an adult of kids that need attention or need to be told like, you're like, you're good. You're special. You're awesome. Yeah. You know? So I think it's in me because that's what I wanted. Sure. So, um, I can look at a kid or a child and see it in their eyes where kids just want to be accepted yeah. and kids just want to feel safe and loved. So, mm. um, so where it came from for sure is I was raised that way. I was raised in church. I was raised to, you know, help the weak, help the sick, Yeah, you know, kind of thing. So that's, I think where it stemmed from. Yeah. Um, but if I had to, you know, put a finger on it, I think it's just my, my life kind of, you know, put me in that direction. Yeah. Okay. So when you look back on that time, was there, you know, you talk about like the sick and the needy and and those out there, was there a particular like experience that really maybe shifted your perspective in some way, or maybe was a turning point or a game changer, um, in really knowing from maybe like being that exposure stage of like, Oh, this is interesting to, wow, I want to do this for the, for, for my life. So I, I can look back when I was a kid. I think this is one of the first times that I kind of understood that there was people that had less than me. Yeah. So as a kid, we didn't have money. I won't say we were poor. And mm-hmm. if and if, if we were poor, I didn't know we were poor. Sure. You know, cuz you know, I had mac and cheese and hot dogs and <laughs> and Lincoln logs. You know, yeah. as a kid that's all I needed. Yeah. But <laughs> our church was having a uh toy drive for Haiti. Okay. And you know, as kids, we didn't have a bunch of toys, but, you know, I had a bunch of Hot Wheels cars and stuff. So uh, my mom was like, hey, guys, we're having a toy drive uh, for Haiti. Is there any toys you guys want to give away? Mm. And as kids, we're like, no, these are our toys. But uh, uh, she explained to me that there's kids in other places that have never had a toy car. Mm. They've never had a Tonga truck. They've never had just a toy in general. So, yeah. like, I, I think I was probably like five years old and that I was like, I was so like, like blown away. I'm like, what? There's kids that don't have toys. So we literally almost gave like every toy we had. And my mom was like, guys, you don't have to give all your toys. You know, <laughs> like, you know, just sell me the toys, you know? So we, I think that's the moment where I kind of understood the mm. difference of having and wanting and, and giving and how it feels to give. Yeah. Like there's no better feeling than giving and it's so hard to explain because like if it feels awesome you know winning let's say a thousand dollars at a casino that feels really good right yeah so let's say uh you're at a gas station right yeah and the person in front of you needs gas okay if you just if if you you know give him 
uh, uh, five bucks for gas. Yeah. And you see the face that he gives you, mm-hmm. that's priceless. You know, yeah. because he, he's like, this random person is helping me out for no reason. Yeah. You know, so like that feeling that you get of giving and it's, it's just, it's the best feeling ever. So I think that's part of why I do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got these, you know, that, that moment, there's several moments that you've talked about, you know, being, uh, asked to, to maybe give some toys to others and that realization that maybe others don't have, um, as much and, um, to the experiences of realizing that there's kids out there that, you know, are, they're longing for that connection, you know, the, that love, that sense of security, belonging, connection, guidance, exactly. you know, all those things. So, you know, you're, you're, you know, you know, a kid going to be a teenager and you, you get out of high school. Um, what's going through your head in terms of like, you know, what, what, what am I going to do with my life? What's this all going to look like? So, um, I would say, um, as a kid or a teenager, my mom, like her, like quote would be like, Jeff, God has a plan for you. He has a plan, right? (laughs) So my whole life I was either a waiter or a bartender, you know? Okay. So now I'm 30. Okay. And my mom's like, don't worry. God has a plan for you. I'm like, mom, I'm 30, bro. Like, When's my plan coming? <laughs> I'm 31, 32, 33. Yeah. And I think when I was like 32, um, I had a Superman costume and a Spider-Man costume okay. for uh, Halloween, just, you know, for fun. Yeah. And without, you know, like huge uh, uh, detail, um, I was doing uh, birthdays kind of uh, for fun, you know? Yeah. So one day I uh, got a call from a local hospital uh uh, st mary's hospital and they were looking for a superman Mm. so i was super nervous i didn't i've never went to a hospital as a superhero ever in my life yeah super i won't say scared is more like nervous i have no idea who what where when why where to stand where to do whatever but the moment that i went there and i saw the face the faces of these kids Mm -hmm. and the way that it made me feel in my heart and my soul Mm. was when I realized like, this is my plan. Wow. You know, so, you know, mid thirties, you know, I think I was 32. Who knows? I'm old now, but, (laughs) um, that was the moment where I was like, this is my calling or this is my plan. Um, so after that, I kind of just, just, uh, ran with it. And now you have Jeff Rose heroes. Wow. Wow. Yep. So that one experience, you know, going to St. Mary's and being able to do that, that was the moment when you realized, okay, I can do this. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So what did that journey look like in terms of, hey, I really like this to I'm going to start something and here's what it's going to be. Here's what it's going to look like. Here's how it's going to function, all that. So I'm not really like a planner. I'm more of like a you know, let's just, you know, uh, uh, push, uh, push the gas and go kind of yeah. guy. But what definitely made me realize that it's, it's not really me. It's all the people around me. Mm. So that the, the uh, first visit that I went to there was this, this, uh, little girl, she kept asking for Iron Man. It's like, where's Iron Man? I'm like, Oh, he's fighting <laughs> crime. And in the back of my head, like, I can't afford a $4,000 suit, $5,000 yeah. Iron Man suit. 
But all she kept saying is like, Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So I started a GoFundMe. And I was like, hey, this little girl, her birthday's in a month. She really wants um, Iron Man. And within, I think, two or three days, we raised, I think, $4,400. Dang. Went to Tampa. Uh-huh. Got uh, 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 the Iron Man suit. Made it back uh, for her birthday. And um, that was also like a moment in my life where I was like, it's not really me, you know, planning and making stuff happen. It's kind of, it's, it's your, not your network, but the people around you and just literally just, you know, putting your foot out there and saying, let's do this. We're going to make it happen. And if it doesn't, then okay, it sucks. But um, just doing it, just, you know, you you can make things happen as long as you just try, you know? So. Yeah, because you recognize that there's no such thing as like a self-made person. Absolutely. Like everybody is being held up 100%. by this supportive community. Like no matter what we're setting out to do, um, it takes it takes a village to, to make these things happen. One million so. percent. I, absolutely. Yeah, so, so that's wonderful. So you're doing the GoFundMe and you're raising... Um, did you do more GoFundMe's after that for other endeavors? Yeah, so I mean, there's been, I'll say, dozens of times where usually it was for kids, but I've um, had uh, uh, coworkers that you know like had cancer mm. and they needed eight thousand dollars for like a hospital bill or something like that. Yeah. So again, you know, the network of people that I that I have in. When I say network, I'm not saying like, you know, business people and, you know, all these like fancy people. It's literally waiters and bartenders and Mm -hmm. bus drivers and stuff. But we would raise money for people. But what I think is great about what we do is a lot of people want to give. And this Mm -hmm. might sound weird, but if you think about like they want to give, but they don't know how or where or who. Yeah. So like, let's say you have an extra uh, $15. Yeah. You're going to feel weird walking up to like a homeless guy or a person that looks like they're needed and go, hey, bud, here's $15. Like, sure. It's awkward. It's weird. And you don't really know how to go about it. Right. But if you see like a person like me, you know, for example, where, you know, it's only $15, but if, if it's you and 15 other people doing that, now I can change a person's life through you. And then you can be a part of that change, even though mm-hmm. it's not like, here's a million dollars. You're you're still part of a change. Yeah, you know, I think that's why a lot of people um, feel, I guess, you know, comf- uh, comfortable or compelled to to help Jeff Rose because they see what we do like firsthand. There's pictures yeah. and videos of like, yes, of us helping people, and they go, "Wow, this like they actually take my fifteen dollars and help this person out." And you know, they see it right in front of their eyes. You know? Yeah. You, I mean, you guys do a great job at keeping people up to date on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Lots of pictures, lots of, you know, like social media. Um, and it's great because I think that's, that's key is to invite people into the story of what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So what did the transition into a nonprofit look like, like establishing that? And what was that so, all, all like? Um, this might sound funny. I mean, it's not like haha funny, but um, after doing, you know, uh, GoFundMe's for 
10 years yeah <laughs> friends your friends kind of feel tapped out like sure oh jeff started starting a, a another gofundme for you know tim smith or frank thomas you know so after after a while your friends are kind of tapped out so um i was like how can i help fund this charity without mm. asking my friends for money right so um i was Either driving by a Goodwill or I was in a Goodwill. Okay. And I saw, I was like, this place is like a machine. Yeah. Like, a person walked in, like, this happened. Like, um, the person walked in with a TV. Mm-hmm. It's like a 30-inch TV. They gave it uh, 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 to Goodwill. Yeah. And I literally saw them price it and sell it in three seconds. Wow. So I was like, dude, these people literally just... You know, they get stuff, sell it, boom. So, um, I was talking with uh, with my friend and partner of mine, um, uh, uh, Joey Lenz, where mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, let's start our version of a Goodwill that's local and small and helps you know the the uh, people in our area." Yeah. And you know, we talked about it, we brainstormed. It took us you know a couple of years to actually do it. Yeah. But um, that's where it stemmed from. Is like we're like let's help people without uh counting on just our friends and family sure so that's that's kind of where it came from yeah and so that's where you open the heroes for humanity store exactly um so with the store um what is that what's that journey like in terms of like trying to find a space like how did you go about finding the right space how did you start to get donations in so how we very first started is we rented one storage unit. Okay. That's it. It's just a storage unit. And our goal was to uh, get stuff and sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Okay, yeah. So we uh, posted on Facebook like, hey, we're starting this new venture. We're looking for household items, furniture, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Within one day, that unit was completely full. Wow. Like full, full. From your network or yeah. from people beyond? Our network. Okay. So then the second day, uh, you know, we woke up in the morning like we needed another storage unit. So wow, we went rented another one like right next to it. And that one, the second day, full. So the hard thing with storage units, you know, when you're selling stuff, it's A, you have to have people meet you at a a storage unit. Right. Which is kind of awkward. Like, hey, meet me this unit. And then you have stuff in it. So you got to take everything out. Yeah. So it's it was a hassle, kind of a pain in the butt. So at one point we had I think nine storage units, mm. and if anybody on this podcast knows how much storage units cost, they're like three or four hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month. So we were spending I don't know I'm not that great at math, but you know I think at one point it's like uh, twenty twenty eight hundred dollars a month in storage units. Wow. So we were doing decent, and then. We f- we found like a little spot. It was, it was two thousand six hundred square feet. It mm-hmm. was an old uh, trans- transmission shop. Okay, so it wasn't like right on the road. It's kind of off in the cut, but we got that going. We were doing pretty good, but it was just not really a thrift store because it was kind of off in the cut. It felt sure. almost like a like a garage sale, but it was fun. And then we kind of outgrew that. And we found a bigger place on on a on a military trail mm-hmm. just north of the rapids, and it's like nine thousand square feet. So we found that place, 
um, we got a decent deal on it, and uh, we're like, okay, well, let's let's like do it, do it, you know? Yeah. So right now we've been there for almost two years. Okay. Um, we're getting by. We're we're doing pretty good. So so almost two years. That means was that 2020 that you got in there? Yeah, which was like full blown, like when like so. Um, it's when uh, uh, COVID was like you know full blast. It, wow! It's like every, every everywhere was closed. Even uh, uh, they closed down the uh, Goodwills. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise because as a small business, we had to stay open. Like, dude, like, yeah, you needed to. Like, I don't care what. Like, hey, close down. Like, we can't because if we do, we're gonna go bankrupt. Right. So the uh, the uh, local news actually actually did a a a, a, a story on us. They're like, hey guys, if if you have you know anything that that you guys want to donate, you know, uh, 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 Jeff Rose heroes is open so that month we were getting more donations than you ever seen in your life wow i mean like trucks were coming in like hey you guys want my stuff covid i i won't say it was a blessing but it wasn't a curse because it was only us open you know yeah so it's like hey every other place it. you got salvation army goodwill all these places are closed and like hey we're still open so uh yeah we, we've been pushing through yeah, well, and your location is so strategic too, because there's a there's a good amount of thrift shops in the area, yep, which a lot of people might at first glance think, oh, like you're next to a lot of competition, but it's like actually, like people like me who love thrifting, we like to find like a like a hub, like an area where there's a lot of them, and you just hop one yep. to another. It's like it's like uh, we call it as a joke, uh, 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 thrift, uh, thrift store row. Yeah, there's, there's like four of them all all in one one line. So yeah. And it's cool because it's like uh, people aren't going to be more inclined to go to a thrift store if there's like if they're all in a group like that. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like right by the rapids, as you said, which is like a huge water park here in South Florida. So it's like you can imagine just driving and being like, oh, that looks like a cool store. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got like superheroes in the window. Like, let's stop there, you yeah. know, on our way home. So, yeah, that's a great spot. It's it a, is. It's a really, really strategic key area mm-hmm. and i take it just over the last couple of years business has been good yeah um like right now it's summertime so it's it's kind of uh, uh slowing down but in like the next month or so we'll start pumping yeah sure yeah is it when the uh people from the the northeast start coming exactly, in exactly yeah the snowbirds okay. we yeah. love them and hate them right <laughs> yeah so okay cool so the sounds like the thrift store um, is what funds is what keeps, you know, the initiatives of being, you know, the heroes and going into these spaces. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned a lot about like networking. Is that true also for the, the different places that you go into dressed as heroes? Is that that's just a lot of networking over the years and building yeah. relationships? Yeah, like so we first uh, uh, started at St. Mary's mm-hmm. and then right behind St. Mary's is Quantum House. Yeah. And then right next to Quantum House is the Paley Institute. Mm-hmm. So like those places talk with each other about, hey, you know, this there's a charity, Jeff Rose Heroes. They do a great job. You should call them. So yeah, um, like each place you go, it kind of opens their eyes. Like, wow, these these people do make a difference. Yeah. Like, this place is really cool. So the answer is, is yeah. Like, every place that you go, they kind of help you out. But, hey, if you want, you can call this place and this place. So, yeah. Yep. 
let's get this. That's pretty much uh, the rundown. Yeah. And so, you know, fast forward to now, you know, we're in mid 2022. And what are, you know, what do you kind of see on the horizon for Jeffro's Heroes? Um, We pretty much want to do what we're doing right now, just a little bit more. So like we, um, every month we feed uh, all the kids and the family at a quantum house. Mm -hmm. We try and do one visit a week thing, but we kind of want to, you know, supercharge it and do like, you know, two a week and feed the quantum house or certain people like, you know, once or twice a month. Our goal is basically what we're doing now. Just, just uh, supercharge, you know? Yeah, for sure. Building, building the network, sending out, making a difference all across the community. Exactly. So one of the things on all things narrative that we're interested in, as we say in the intro every time, is that we love exploring the relationships between the stories we love and the stories we live, right? So one of the things that's really fascinating about what you're doing is that we are essentially taking stories that people love, you know, or as I've shared on here in other episodes, these are like our modern myths, um, these superheroes, and we're taking these and we're embodying them. Um, and we're bringing, you know, the that narrative into a space where maybe the narrative is, I don't want to say like hopeless, but maybe where there might be despair or struggle or hardship or pain or different things that they're going through, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What would you say is it about um, kind of the mythos of of these, you know, these Marvel, these DC superheroes um, that's so powerful in connecting with people? So that question, I've been asked that before, and it's like, to me, it's like, it's simple, but like very broad. So yeah. I don't care where you're from. You can be from Texas mm-hmm. or you from you can be from Honduras. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're sitting in a room and you see Batman walk in mm-hmm. or, or Spider-Man walk in, it's automatically, you could be a kid or a grown a grown man and you get excited. Yeah. Like Batman's here, dude. Yeah. You know, or Superman's here. It's, it's something about superheroes that are exciting. Yeah. And be deep down inside. Like you want to be that. Like you want to be able to, um, not be a superhero, but I feel like, and this might sound weird, but as a, as a human, mm-hmm. We, I won't say we're weak, but we're fragile, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. So, so I think as humans, we're we're always craving to like uh, uh, protect people. Yes. So when we look at a superhero, whether it's the Hulk or Superman, like we want to be able to help people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's our human nature to like be cautious of yourself, you know, because you don't want to be hurt or so. We see ourselves in superheroes what we wish that we were, mm. you know. And and then as kids, when kids look at their super, at at their hero, whether it's Batman walking in or, or Spider Man, they see what they want to be. And when that superhero walks up, here comes you know you know Spider Man, and um, he's like, hey bud, like you're awesome, like 
they believe it because that's yeah. that's their that's their hero telling them that they're good or better or strong or yeah you know so it's it's definitely I compare it to as 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 a adult um, whether it's your favorite uh, celebrity so yeah let's say uh, you're a singer mm-hmm. and I don't know uh, Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey mm-hmm. walks up to you and goes Susie. You have the best voice I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. You will never forget that ever. Yeah. Because the person that you look up to as a yeah. singer or a rapper or an actor right. or whatever, if they look at you right in the eyes and they say, you are this, or I believe that you will be something, yeah, or I believe that you are this, then it's, it strikes you different in your heart than if it's just your, you know, your mom or your dad or your neighbor saying something to you because it's a person that you look up to taking five seconds out of their life to tell you what you, what they see in you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you put on, you know, a costume, cause you've, you've put on several, many mm-hmm. characters that, you know, throughout the years, mm-hmm. is there, you know, it could be conscious, it could be subconscious, but do you ever like think like, okay, when I go out as Superman today, when I go out as Batman or Deadpool or whatever, like this is what I'm embodying. Like these are the the, the values, the the human things that people are going to gravitate towards. So I've really not, I haven't really, you know, thought about it until right now. Um, I think when I dress up, um, I don't, Think about it, you know, consciously. I think it's, I say what I would want to hear, mm. you know? Yeah. So I would say that there's a difference between sympathy and uh, empathy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would say s- sympathy means that that um, I feel sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. Empathy is like, I feel your pain or or I felt your pain before. Yeah. Or, or at least, at least... That's how I see it. Yeah. So in the hospital, I'm not sympathetic. I'm empathetic. Mm-hmm. So with the kids, I don't walk up to them like, hey, man, are you okay? I don't ask them if they're okay. I tell them like, dude, you're going to make it. You're going to fight through like, hey, it's rough right now, but I have faith in you. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So like me as a person, if I'm sick or tired or hurt, I don't like. I want people to motivate me. Yeah, you yeah. I don't, like, it feels good, you know. You know, you know, being uh, coddled or, you know, like, I can't think of the word for it. But end of the day, like, you want to feel like it's going to be better in the future. You know, like, yeah. Right now you're sick, bud. But if you keep fighting, that now you will be better or stronger. You know, so. Yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, uh, you're inspiring them to keep going exactly and to push, mm-hmm. um, which is you know sometimes that's what we need in those moments because, yeah, as you said, you know if you have somebody that you care that you look up to, um, and they say it to you, um, even if it's something that you've heard a thousand times from your parents and your loved ones or whoever, being able to hear it from that person, it's like, you know. You, you, you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like uh, the first time I went with you to Quantum House, you know, and there was a little girl, I won't say her name on here, but the little girl and, you know, she's very sweet. Um, talked to her for a bit. And then when I went with you to the Paley Institute recently, 
she remembered me. Yeah, that's that's real cute. And she's like, that. you brought me pizza, Spider. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. That that stuff just just hits you. Do you have like a particular like in um, experience you had in a costume with somebody that was just very moving or meaningful to you? I mean, I've had thousands, but yeah, one thing that. Um, and it's not intentional, but I, I I think I've always done this. Is every visit I do, I won't say there's there's a favorite kid I have, but I make it a point where, like, uh, when I walk in a room, yeah, let's say there's thirty kids, sure, and you know, twenty five of them are like jumping on me and poking, like, hey, Superman's here. But <laughs> I, it's not on purpose, but I always see the one kid in the corner that's too shy mm. or too like afraid to talk to me. And I make it a point to at one point, like only talk to that one kid. Yeah. Like, like, Hey guys, one second. And you know, point that not point that kid out, but only talk to that kid. Yeah. And even take two, three, four five minutes, you know, because those are the kids that they, they can be not ignored, but you know, um, you have to make it a point to um, reach kids because not all kids have the ability and the the courage, I guess, to talk to their hero. Yeah. You know, so um, I've always, I guess, been that way where... Yeah. I won't say like the, the weak, but the kids that are shy, mm-hmm. I make it a point to take that out of them you know yeah yeah well you you find a way to meet them where they're at you Mm -hmm. know um because you never know what they're going through exactly you never know why they might you know be back or shy or or whatever Mm -hmm. so now did you um did you grow up with this sort of you know love for superheroes and yeah did you read comics or watch cartoons so um i wasn't really a comic book reader but um, I loved the uh, Spider-Man cartoons. Yeah, X-Men. I mean, every I think it was like Friday morning it would come on. Yeah, Saturday morning. Oh yeah. I mean, I was like addicted to that. Yeah. So, and then my dad, he he was a collector, and at one point he had a whole bunch of of comic books. So I think that was like one bond that we had. Yeah. I think that's where that stems from. Yeah. And it's just fun. Like, I mean, there's nothing more fun than acting like you're Nightcrawler or Wolverine on a trampoline. You know, that's kind of. Yeah. So as a kid, I've, I've always, always was a fan of superheroes. Yeah. And did you, um, did you, when you dress up now, do you have like a favorite that like, if they're like, Hey, just send anybody. And you're like, okay, great. This is who I want to go as. Um, I do. And, I think some places kind of, you know, might think it's weird, but my favorite is Deadpool <laughs> because, you know, he's he's a uh, uh, wearing a mask, so you know you're a you're a full blown character. I feel like yes. with a mask on, right? Like if I'm Superman, I can you know you know pull it off, but I'm not Superman from the cartoons or the movies. They see you know Superman, but when yeah, when you're Deadpool or 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 Spider Man, you are that character because it's just a suit. Yeah, so it's the most fun I feel like 
Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Batman, but it's so hot. So yeah, and uh, it's the eyes we've talked about. Uh, that. You can't see nothing. It's you can't crazy. see nothing out of yeah. that. So I love being Batman too. It's like super cool, but uh, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Well, I can imagine as Deadpool, it's like you got to be really quick. Yeah, and, and, and witty, and witty, exactly. And like you can be way more goofy when you're Deadpool. Yeah, you know, like if you're Superman or Captain America, you're like, hey guys, how you doing? Like. You gotta be a little more stiff, yeah. If you're Deadpool, you're you're a goofball, you know. Well, it's amazing, like when you put on the mask, you can think of that like in the comics, like, oh, they put on the mask and like, you know, they're quipping and make a joke. And I'm like, oh, this is actually like real. Like when you like psychologically, yeah. when you put this on, you really kind of let loose. Hundred percent. And you're a lot more comfortable. It's yeah. it's really interesting. Well, it's it's kind of like it's this might sound like weird, but it's like you're hiding in plain sight, so yeah. You are yourself. Yeah. But it's not your face. You are you're a character. Right. You know? You're not Jeff. You're not Derek. Like you are Spider Man. Right. You know, like you are that guy. And when people look at you, they don't see Derek. They see Spider Man. You know? Right. It's super cool. So Yeah. And it's weird because it's almost like um I'm sure you felt this too. But it's almost like when you're connecting with somebody in the suit, it's almost like therapeutic for them. Absolutely. Because it's almost like uh, like they they could tell you something that maybe they don't tell a lot of people mm-hmm. or maybe something that they're holding in, you know? Absolutely. And you're just kind of like, whoa. It's a good feeling, man. Yeah, yeah. starting to kind of to wrap this up um you know one of the things that we like to say at all things narrative you know that are kind of what our vision is for for every person you know that we come across is that we hope that whatever you're doing you can live a meaningful story Mm -hmm. you know because if stories aren't just things we tell they're they're what we live and being able to do something with your life that gives you meaning that whatever that is, you know, that helps you to to be the best version of you that you can be in the world. You know, you you shared about your story and you've shared the ways that you're you're living a meaningful story. So for our listeners out there, do you have any like words of encouragement or anything that you would want to tell them about, you know, about their lives, about story? You know, obviously you don't know who they are, mm-hmm. but anything that you would kind of want to leave them with. Um, so I've been asked this before. They're like, Hey man, like I really wish I could do what you do, but I don't know how, or I always, uh, say this is take what you're good at Mm -hmm. or take what you like. So let's say, uh, you're a plumber, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a, that's not fun. It's not glamorous. You're not wearing a a cape, Mm -hmm. but if you take what you're good at, you're a plumber and once a month, once a week, once a year, take your skill and help somebody. So there might be a person in need that they need a new toilet. Right? Yeah. And it sounds this sounds petty, but if you have an extra toilet and that skill, you can bless somebody with your skill. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or if you, you know, are a mover, you know, whatever it is, you can take what you are good at and help people in need. 
So again, it's not gonna be fun. Like, yay, I'm wearing a costume, and but take what you are good at or what you like, and figure a way out to help people with that. Yeah, you know, and again, you don't have to be like crazy about it. like like I'm I'm gonna help you know five people a week. Literally, just you know, take it slow and figure out what you can do because you don't want to over exert yourself. And then feel like, you know, like it's making your life somehow like more stressful. Yeah. So just literally take one moment. Like, what do I have extra that I can help somebody? Do it, and mm-hmm. it'll kind of just work its way out where you can comfortably and in a fun way help others out, no matter what it is. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, I'm saying. Whatever you can offer somebody, whether it's a skill or a trade or whatever it is, then just you have to keep your eyes open too. Because mm. on Facebook, I've seen people that I don't know from Adam. I'm like, hey, I have a friend that really needs a dresser and a couch. Well, I have tons of dressers and a couch at a thrift store. Mm-hmm. You know, so I will make it a point by messaging people. Hey, I have a couch for you if you want one. You know, so it's like no matter what it is, if you have it and you're good at it. Use that to help others. Yeah. Well, and that is um, that is a way that we can all participate in being heroes, right? Yep. You know, as Aunt May says in Spider-Man 2, I believe there's a hero in all of us. Absolutely. And there definitely is. Yeah. So that's probably a good place to end it. So, um, Jeff, it's been just been awesome to have you on here. Thanks, man. I'm really glad people are going to get to hear your story and are going to get to learn more about what you, you do. And if they do want to connect with you in any way uh, if they want to see what you're doing maybe they um maybe they're like me and they dress up maybe and they're like hey i need an outlet for this i want to give back um what's the best way that they can connect with you or so i'll say on facebook messenger or on facebook it's uh uh jeff rose heroes and then we also have a website it's also jeff rose mm-hmm. so uh, that's the best way to reach us and uh, just uh, message me on Facebook Marketplace, not Marketplace, Facebook Messenger, mm-hmm. and I will respond to you. Yeah. And I'll uh, put a link to Jeff's website as well into the show notes, so that way you guys can check that out and learn more about what he is doing. So thank you so much, Jeff, for being on, and thank you, listeners, um, for joining us for this episode um, for of All Things Narrative. Um, next week, we're going to talk about listening um, how to be a better listener. So that's another, you know, skill in what, what we do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, is you really want to be present for people and you want to listen. It's a big, big um, part is listening. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's um, kind of what we're going to talk about on our next episode. And if you enjoy talking about superheroes, check out some of our other episodes where we talk about the superhero mythos and why we are drawn to them, including why we love Batman, uh, why we love Marvel, which is a two-parter, and coming up in two weeks... On August 16th, we are going to do Why We Love Spider-Man, which I'm very excited about for obvious reasons. Um, So I hope you'll join us for that as we continue to explore these relationships between all kinds of stories, the stories we love and how they inspire us in the stories that we live. And that is exactly what Jeff is doing here at Heroes for Humanity. So thank you again for being here. And um, join us next week for another exciting episode. And until then, this is your friendly narrative practitioner saying, take care and go bless someone. Go be a hero to someone today. Take care.